everyone. Welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Horror Haven Podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm Sierra. Hey, what's up? I'm Steve. And I'm El Jose. Hello. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to be talking about Black Christmas from 1974 along with Krampus from 2015. Um, before we start, because I'm not going to be on next week's New Year's episode, um, I just want to say thanks to anybody who's listened over the past year to us. Um, if you're listening to this before Christmas, we hope you have a very happy Christmas. If you're listening after Christmas, we hope you had one. Whoa! And if you're happy Hanukkah, <laughs> no, happy holidays all around Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, yeah. and whatever you celebrate. Best of us. Pagans out there, I love you all. Hail Satan. Hail Good Satan. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's pretty cool. Yeah. Enjoy the episode. I shouldn't say shit like that. My mom's going to beat me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the first film we are talking about is the infamous Bob Clark's a uh, holiday classic, Black Christmas. A Christmas story. Tricked <laughs> <A Christmas> <laughs> you. Oh no! Yeah, we fucking swerved you guys. What you guys say? That movie is creepy. <laughs> what Christmas story? Yeah, think about that well, scene when they're in the st- the store meeting Santa and he's like pushing the kid down the stairs or down the. Down well, the well, think about it. After talking about this movie, like, look who the director is. You know what I mean? Wow. So you'll be able to be like, oh, okay, now I see why that would be creepy. Wait, that's the same director that did both of that? Both of yeah, uh, Bob Clark, yes, this was, uh, I yeah, think, his third film. <laughs> I think, like, the person who wrote this movie, or, like, so- somebody involved with uh, with a Christmas story also made that horror movie, uh, people, like, children shouldn't yeah, play with dead. Yeah, that's Bob Clark, yep. Yeah. Same guy? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's Canadian. Oh, he's fucking man. <laughs> Fun fact I mean, of the day, Bob it, Kirk is Canadian. It's funny, yep. because, like, watch... All right, so Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things came out two years before this, and you get that, like, horror aspect to it, and then you get this movie that has horror, but there's it's very vulgar. And, yeah. yeah, it is. And you get that sense from, like, because he went on to make Porky's, which, again... Very vulgar. Yeah. Very vulgar. Yes, so, absolutely. Now, you know what's crazy? Um, And, uh... As we're getting into it, he died in 2007, but he was going to be working on a sequel to Black Christmas that was going to bring in Olivia Hussey and John Saxon as their respected roles. Damn, that would have been... He also made... Babies. I know. So, uh... He made babies! And then, what? Jesus, I super babies. And super babies, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So, and he's, he's very hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I love baby geniuses. Body dog, he made the karate dog! What what's that song is playing? Is like sitting on a Ritz or some shit oh, like yeah. that. Sitting on the Ritz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Who is that this guy? <laughs> Yo, tell me though that giant like robot baby was the most creepy fucking shit though. <laughs> All right, back on back on black. All right, yes, yes. He was in like four of his movies. All right, en- enough enough. Was- All right, so okay. yeah, getting back to uh, Black Christmas. It was uh, directed or yeah, it came out in 1974. Directed by the infamous Bob Clark. It follows a group of sorority sisters who are getting obscene phone calls around the time that they're leaving for Christmas. Um, And one by one, uh, the people in the sorority house uh, start getting picked off. uh, Your typical slasher. And it is revealed, spoiler, that the person making the calls and is killing the people, the sorority girls... Has been in the house the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, it stars John Saxon, uh, Olivia Hussey, Margaret Kidder, and a couple of other uh, people. If you watch like Bob Clark films, you'll see a lot Lois of familiar Lane. faces. Yeah. Yep. If you ever want to see Lane. Lane get stabbed by a crystal unicorn, this movie's for you. You know what? I have a hot for Margaret Kidder, and like <laughs> she was so fucking hot in this movie. Like I was like, go out with yeah. Justin Trudeau's dad. What? Yeah, she used to go out with Justin Trudeau's dad and uh, and Richard Pryor. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. 
It, it was nice but to yeah. see John Saxon playing the same role he plays in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I know, right? <laughs> the fucking typical lieutenant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he honestly, John Saxon has such a fucking charm, though. I, oh, yeah. I seriously love any role that he plays, and I feel like the whole time he's just kind of being himself for some reason. <laughs> Whenever he's like playing, <laughs> he was born to be a cop. But <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is he actually took this. He actually took this role very last minute. Uh, he wasn't planned to do it, but his schedule opened up, so he just showed up, and things uh, went from there. Yeah, wasn't the original actor who had his role like uh, couldn't he not do it because he was getting like early onset dementia or something? What? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm actually not too sure about that, but you know what? I'm happy it worked out in John Saxon's favor because. Like, I can't, I can't see it not being John Saxon after watching this movie so many times. You just said you're glad someone got dementia. <laughs> I know that's pretty fucked up. That well, like, I'm sorry, nothing you're personal. You're making but I'm... shit for Christmas. <laughs> you're just bringing you cold. Oh no! No, I'm such a huge John Saxon fan, though. That's probably why. So I'm a little biased, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, these sorority sisters start getting these phone calls, and I was actually really surprised. I haven't watched this movie. I feel like they're the inspiration of like every creepy phone call. Yeah, but they're very like you even said it too, like, for the time like <laughs> this it was vulgar. Yeah, uh, the original phone calls that they called in on set were not as vulgar. They actually went back and changed it later on. Uh, from my understanding, they were like, "Let's make it spicy and edgy." Yeah, it was Bob Clark and a couple of other. <laughs> it was Bob Clark and a couple of other people. So it was like three different voices for the voice of uh, Billy. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's never like set in stone, but we pretty much know it is. Uh, you know, especially if you watch like the remake, uh, it's Dude, the character is pretty much Billy. I, I feel like it's inevitable to bring up the remake, especially because uh, the reason I watched this movie. I remember the remake. The reason I watched this movie was because um, I actually got the remake for Christmas the year it came out and I watched okay. it and I was like this movie's pretty wild so I kept seeing that the original was so much better which usually is the case and um, it, it's weird because the remake adds a lot of like unnecessary shit to it that makes it I agree it just makes it fucking weird does like, the remake have a pregnant chick in it the remake okay so in this movie uh, well Olivia Hussey is technically pregnant but she wants to abort the baby in the original gotcha Billy is the, the only killer um, in the remake they added Agnes as a killer and Agnes was the I hated that it was the incestual baby of Billy and Billy's mom yeah it Billy didn't need had, to be Billy had some, like, uh, skin disorder where his skin was yellow, so his mom locked him in the uh, attic, and she, like, hooked up with... Yeah, jaundice, yeah. But he... She, like... They, like, hooked up one night, and Agnes was born, and Agnes was treated so much better than him, and they ended up both becoming the killers at the end of the movie. (laughs) The way you just explained that is just terrible. And Billy made Christmas cookies out of his mom's flesh, which was pretty fucking I did like that scene. I did like that scene, I'm not gonna lie, especially... I think it's awesome, like, when the cops break in, and he's just sitting there just eating his mom's Christmas cookies made out of her. But besides that, like, there are elements of the remake I do like, but I hate 2006. Yeah, but there's like I didn't I did not like the involvement of Agnes. I hated that it was two killers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't like this big backstory to Billy because yeah. although I do like the Christmas cookie scene and and the fucking one eye gouge with the Christmas ornament, that's great. But what makes um, Black Christmas have such a charm? The original is the ambiguity of of Billy's characters. Like we don't know who he is. We don't know shit about him. He's yeah. just this random person who happens to get into the attic of a story house, which it wasn't. It's always credited as the first POV shot from a killer, but I believe uh, Peeping Tom actually did it first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Psycho does it too, doesn't it? You know what? I think even yeah, with Psycho when she open when he opens the the shower, Norman Bates. So well, you do, well, you do see, uh, you do see like Norman Bates's outline when he opens the shower for like a second. But yeah, I think, yeah, like yeah, it is kind of POV for a bit. Yeah, and that's what went on to inspire like John Carpenter for his POV shots with, uh, you know, um, Halloween because Bob Clark was gonna do a Black Halloween, and John Carpenter really wanted to get Bob Clark on board when he was taking on Halloween because yeah. Bob Clark kind of scrapped the idea. And Bob Clark's like, nah, dude, like, this is your thing. You just go full on with it. Like, 
you got my blessing, like, just fucking do it. Well, this movie... Which would have been cool, though, to see them two collab. Yeah, he is a big inspiration for uh, multiple... It's one of the first slasher movies that's credited along with um, Psycho, Peeping Tom, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Plus, it's one of the first ones to bring up the, the phone calls, which is a huge... There's yeah, which is a huge urban legend, yeah. Yeah, and then it's also... It, I would probably say it was the first movie to bring on the holiday slashers, My Bloody Valentine, yep. Halloween, Silent Night, Deadly Night, um, April. Definitely. All, the, all those, uh, those holiday slashers. But um, to, 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 bring it back, to bring it back, though, um, yeah, so I watched this movie when the remake came out because I had heard that the original was you so much better. You watched the original then? When the remake was, came out, yeah. And, um... Seen the remake? Is it like? Is it like? So it's not good then. It's not. I wouldn't say no, I've ever seen. It's not. It's not the it's worst. Like, you Definitely know how, not. Like, there are horror person always hates remakes. It's just like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's probably a fine movie. It's just like. Well, the reason I the reason I I didn't pay attention prefer, when I watched it. I I agree with Steven. I think that the original, like the mystery of like who is Billy why is, there's no reason for him to do all this or it's not explored at all where in the remake they had to give a reason for every single thing I that think there's happens. something wrong with Billy like obviously but like I mean it's hinted. the way he talks the, the way he acts he's, he acts very young yeah well, it's, so it's I, kind of I feel implied. that he's mentally there's something not it's implied in the movie that, like, his, uh, I, I guess, like, the implication is that he sexually harassed or assaulted his sister, and his mom caught him doing it, and that's what the phone calls were that he was placing to the sorority house. Yep. Um, but it doesn't really go into that, and what's ama- what's crazy about this, too, is he really was, it wasn't just the sorority house. I mean, didn't they say they found, like, a seven-year-old girl that was dead? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. A week yeah. before, there was, like, a rape and a murder on the campus or something <laughs> yeah, yeah and you know what's funny is this was based off of murders that were happening in uh in quebec at the time too oh. a series of them These were the nicest people in the world they don't murder people <laughs> they kill you with kindness is what they do i i like the mystery behind it but at the same time the end of the movie made me i i feel like i wanted more i feel like mm. it ended way too abruptly where it was totally <laughs> <up> like- <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he died. Yeah, I'm gonna see you out there, and I'm sorry if I offend any of you men out there. If you were a turtleneck and you play piano, I want to talk to you. Creepy. I don't know how he got laid because he's creepy. Fucking turtleneck. I mean, it kind of, but it kind of makes sense that, like in my mind at least, it kind of made sense that he could have been the killer. Oh yeah, you know, he was. Uh, oh, they definitely play it like he yeah. is. Because like during all the scary moments, hurt. there's piano music during all the scary moments. It's like somebody's slamming on a piano. Like, oh wait, because he's a pianist. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, they definitely. Oh, <laughs> Clark. Bob Clark purposely like led you to believe that Peter like was the killer, and I love like that they throw it out there that he's not. And I kind of like the open ended because um, he wanted it to be open ended on purpose. But uh, it was like a, a debate. Like he was originally gonna have it cut to where like you see Olivia Hussey's character get murdered, but at the same time like he was he ended up not going through with it uh, because he he wanted to leave some like. He wants to leave the viewers guessing, especially when the phone's ringing and it just kind of zooms out um, and there's just a cop like sitting there smoking a cigarette and we're like, fuck, dude, why aren't you in the house? You know what I mean? It's 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 yeah. it's one of those endings to leave you on the edge of your seat, you know, and I think it has like a really good effect to it at the same time. I think where this movie was effective also is that it didn't really have a ton of blood and gore, which I know that... No, not at all. Originally, uh, I think the original script was, like, heavy loaded with blood and gore, and they decided to do a lot of the kills, like, off camera or to where it didn't show too much. That had sort of an effect on me, I think. I think it's, I think it's funny that they, that they chose to put the vulgar language in the movie, but they decided to cut out the... Yeah. Um, most people would be more, and this is, and, and it's bad. It shouldn't be like this because. But I feel like yeah. most people would rather see violence than, than listen to. Let me lick it. <laughs> that is dude. You know, like my my fucking family hates when I do that impression because they've all seen Black Christmas like 
numerous times and like my whole family praises the shit out of this movie and like i'll randomly do the impression of billy especially during that scene and like dude fucking stop that shit is so cringy like <laughs> it triggers like all of my cousins my sister like all of them it is very creepy and it shows like the fucking like Bob Clark the evil didn't give a fuck it shows like the evilness <laughs> of like billy because he you know He's just fucking with them. That's essentially yeah. what he's, doing. he's just saying, calling to fuck with them. He would not last a day in modern society with those feminists. Oh, would they get him? <laughs> they'd be like, oh, no, nah, they, they definitely would. But excuse me, no. <laughs> I love how too, like where we think it's it's Peter. Also, um, when Billy starts reciting like uh, what Peter is saying, where he's like. You like having a wart removed, and then when she realizes, like, oh my god, like Peter said the same thing. I was like, dude, that's fucking genius. Yeah, and she ends up killing Peter. Thankfully, yep. God. He was like my least favorite character in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I couldn't stand him either. You know that he was just thrown in there to like lead the audience to believe He's that he a, was the killer. Definitely. He was a dick, and he did threaten her a ton of times, but like. You oh, yeah. selfless bitch. Okay, so like, okay, can I just, I just need to put it out there. Like, I kind of felt bad for him at the same time. Like, I was like, all like, oh, well, I feel bad for her because she should be able to do what she wants. But then I was like, felt bad for him too because like, he just wanted the baby. And like, I feel bad for him because I get that. But I feel bad for her because like, girl, do your thing. Ugh. It always amazes me too when like older movies like this go into like themes of like oh, yeah, abortion and shit. Yeah. 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 These are these are very um deep themes for the seventies. But at the same time, though, like that whole plot for this movie was kind of not needed. I, I think I don't think that. Well, I think it just gave him a reason to kill, try and kill her. So. Yeah. I, I, I want yeah. to have this kid, so I'm gonna kill you. I mean, the baby's not gonna be born at all. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have killed her if she didn't get a, a smushmushin. But if she got a smushmushin. Shooting. You know what's funny? She just had a kid right before um, filming this movie. How really? No, though. Yeah, but that movie's amazing. She wasn't gonna tell him, and then then she just decided to tell him. See, it was her own fault. Don't tell him. Do what you gotta do, girl. If you don't want him to know, don't tell him. I feel like they I had like that. kind of That's relationship up. anyway. The uh, I, I I don't know. This whole movie was just really well done. I thought oh, yeah. it was it was really. They made Billy a creepy fucking character between the, like, creepy-ass phone calls, the fucking shot where, like, like anytime it just showed his eye, and it was just fucking... Yes! Fucking oh, eye. We need to take a moment to talk about that scene, yeah. because that, to uh, me, the is... Scene or the door scene? Well, uh, honestly, the unicorn scene we could talk about, too, but um, the, the, the eye scene, I think, has the most effect... Uh, especially the way the camera pans and that's all it reveals because you don't really see Billy throughout the movie actually and um, Billy was actually casted as uh, and what, what I fucking love is for years I was like who the fuck plays him and they wouldn't credit it to leave more ambiguity to the character yeah. but it was actually no it was a uh, cinematographer Albert J. Uh, Dunk who uh, was Billy most of the time especially like even in the the unicorn scene where he stabs uh, Margaret Kidder, mm-hmm. and you get that quick pan of his face, but you can't really see because it's shadowed. That it's just awesome. I love that they don't really show him, but yeah. what's also cool is he's got like a green sweater, just like Peter. So you and almost the same kind of haircut. Oh so yeah, it's like you almost think it is Peter. It's fucking genius, Bob Clark. Like he just fucking knew what he was doing, and he knew. I think he knew he had gold with this one, and he struck it. Nick Mancuso, uh, just, uh, I just looked it up. He did the voice of uh, Billy on the phone. Yeah. What were you going to say, uh, El Jose? Um, I can't remember. I was just going to... I just remember thinking that the soundtrack to this movie was way better than I actually thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. It's such an eerie vibe to it. It's got, like, a... Like, because the movie came out, like, around the same time. But, you know, Chinatown? It's got, like, a... Like, during the scary bits... Of this movie, it's got like a similar sort of like piano riff uh, to like the to, like the first song from the Chinatown soundtrack. It's really cool. Wait, one question though. You know the last shot where they're panning out, and you see the you see the girl in the rocking chair and the house mother on like the hook and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't the cops ask if they should have like? Didn't one of the cops say, "Hey, should I check the attic?" 
Like, did no one, like, think to go in the attic and check? That's what Sierra yeah, said. Yeah, it's crazy. Sierra said that, too, because it pans out, and you can clearly see the person in the window, and Sierra's like, how has nobody noticed this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, like, like, it's been, like, three days. Yeah, plus, like, you think, like, eventually it starts stinking it, the, the joint up. Oh, yeah. That, that was probably, the like, another really creepy aspect of the movie was, um... The fucking girl with the bag over her head up yeah, in the attic. Any, oh, Claire. Anytime it showed her with like the fucking bag and the rocking chair, just creepy. And then like days after she was killed, Billy's like rocking the chair back. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, and that's like another thing is like his his little fits of rage. Uh, it's just I don't know. It just adds so much to the character of Billy, which like again we don't we don't really see this killer much. And yet, there's just so much to him. I love it. It's fucking great. It really adds to the effect. I mean, for all we know, too, it might not even fucking be his real name, you know? Yeah. He could have just been called... The whole Agnes thing could have just been him making up completely to fuck with the people in the house, you know? There's really no explanation who he is and, like, what his intentions are. Like, I I solely believe that he's just there to fuck with these people. Yeah, this, it definitely seems like a random act of, uh, you know, brutality and violence just, just for cheap thrills. Yeah. <laughs> that was his home before they moved it. This is my theory. Well, that's that's what they do in the remake is like that was his originally his home. Uh, they explain like, you know, Billy lived there first before it became a sorority house. But, you know, in this one, it's just pure randomness. Kind of like, and this is what inspired the movie When a Stranger Calls, because that was just like a pure act of random violence. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, it just kind of snowballed from there. I, I like this too, though, because like comparing, I, I keep comparing it to the remake, but like in the remake, he was solely just like killing them because they were in his house. Where in, yeah. this, in this, like, he was killing people. He killed a little girl. He, like, attacked some other girl on the campus. Like, he was just out and about. Like, he didn't... He how wasn't he, strictly at the in the attic. He was going out. How'd he get out. their numbers? Yeah. Good question. How did, he can't Google uh, so don't try it. Well, I mean... In the original? Yeah. yeah. He just dialed the house phone. Back then, there was, like, you were able to, I think, how dial... Work? I mean, I wasn't living in the times then, so I couldn't really give you... I'm gonna assume that back then you could call your own house. Well, I mean, because when they let me call my no, dad were, and ask him, I'll phone a friend. They were separate phone numbers. That's how he was able to do it. But I mean, he, the phone number was just Felicio, so <laughs> extension Felicio. <laughs> Nash, I don't what's the extension? That's funny. <laughs> Sarah, I'm not explaining to you what Felicio is again. I don't. <laughs> What it, I've ne- Wait, Sierra, do you not know what Felicio is? I had to explain it to her. It sounds like a name or something. It's a name. It's a type yeah, of soup. Yeah, it's definitely a name. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a soup, I'm telling you. <laughs> Extension what? Felicio. You know, this is how I know it's pervy, because only guys know what it is. You guys are all perverts. <laughs> Honestly, I love... I fucking love Nash over, because the actor that was playing Nash, who's also in Porky's, um, he was legitimately getting pissed off uh, in real life. Really? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you could see, like, the actual frustration in his face, because he was legit mad, I guess, after the multiple takes. And I guess on set, they were just kind of fucking with him a bit. <laughs> so, like, just John Saxton and his partner, like, I just think that, that scene where they're like, Nash, come here. Like, what's the extension? And then, like, Nash realizes. He's like, oh, that's something dirty, ain't it? And they're just busting on him. Like, that scene is so fucking organic. Because, the yeah, like I said, the actor that played Nash was, like, legitimately getting fucking annoyed. And, like, he's played off to be the stupidest character in the movie, but he's actually not that dumb. I'm going to ask everybody at my job what that word means. No, 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 no. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Don't do that. But yeah, no, Nash, um, it's just, it's, uh, I think it's the way he goes about because he downplays the situation a lot. And yeah. I think that they want to, you know, like, you know, you want to get mad at him. Like, dude, just like, we see what, you know, of course, like, you know, they don't see and he's just downplaying it. And then John Saxon clearly tells her, Nash, whatever you do, don't tell her the caller is coming from the house. And then when Olivia Husky's character is like, you know, trying to go up to check on Barb and her other friend uh, who actually would return later uh, in the remake as the house mother in the remake. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. 
Huh. Um, he's like, don't do that. Like the kid, the caller is coming from the house. And that fucking, that scene too, when she realizes it and it pans up to the stairs. Yeah. Awesome. Beautifully I, I, shot. I, I, do to, I do want to talk about that too, because it does that quite a bit in the movie. The camera freely moves around the house, like without cutting between takes. I thought that that yeah. was a really interesting thing. And it made you feel like I could prop, I like, I could probably sit down and map out this entire house to you just from watching the movie because it didn't cut between rooms. It would like pan the camera up the steps and into a bedroom. It was, it was really cool the way they did that. Absolutely. And like, did you guys notice that when, um, there, uh, I think it's, uh, fuck Olivia Husky's character and, uh, Andrea, I can't remember her last name, who returns in, in the remake. Uh, They're on the phone. What was it? Uh, so Olivia Hussey's character, uh, that's the main character, right? Her name's yeah. Jess. Yeah, her name, uh, Olivia Hussey's okay, name is Jess, and, uh, the, gla- the girl with glasses, her name's Phyllis. Okay, so, if, yeah, Phyllis and Jess, when they're on the phone, did you guys notice there's a shadow walking behind them? What? Yes! All right, so they're talking, yep, when they're, like, trying to trace the phone call, and then they're like, oh, it can't be Peter, and they get that sign of relief. There is, Billy is w- behind them, like watching them. It's a shadow of him walking by. It's not like, and they do it on purpose to try to get you to catch it. But yeah, he's behind them watching. See, that's the shit. It's like, it's so fucking creepy without even trying. And that's why I love this movie so much. It's genuinely scary. Like, all right, well, I was telling, um, I was telling this to Dylan when I was watching this last week and we got a pretty like, you know, a little bit of a snowstorm, about like four or five inches. And I was like babysitting all my uh, cousins and we let the one 14 year old watch this. And he's like a hunter and, you know, he's going through that age where he's like, yeah, you know, I hunt, I'm, you know, look at me, I'm in high school. He was fucking terrified. I mean, blankets up to his face was like, Steven, like, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Like, he was genuinely fucking scared. Please tell me you did the voice when he was around. Oh, I did it. I did it. And he was getting so pissed. He was like, dude, fucking knock it off. I was like, Agnes, it's me, Billy. <laughs> he was getting so scared. He's like, stop, man. I'm not going to be able to sleep. So I was like, oh, Devin. <laughs> It was the perfect setting to watch these two movies, I'll say that. It, I uh, fucking hate it, though. Like, when they called Jess... Her name was Jess, right? Yeah. Yeah, when they called Jess and uh, Nash is like, the killer's in the house, get out of the house, go, don't... And what does she do? She puts goes upstairs and walks upstairs. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> don't yeah. Yeah. Jess pissed me off a lot. <laughs> Especially the way she answered the phone. Hello? <gasps> What? <laughs> well, especially because, I mean, I know that she didn't know this, but, like, we know that your friend upstairs is already dead. She's been dead for a while, so you're yeah. going upstairs for nothing right now. Just get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going back to the unicorn scene, though, uh, El Jose, did you want to shed some light on that? Because there's one thing I would definitely want to bring up about it. I remember um, you want to mention something about it. No, because I was, because um, that was, uh, I, I was, uh, I mentioned that because that was one of the one of the times they showed Billy's eyes. I wasn't sure if you were talking about um, the time when he's raising the unicorn to stab uh, Lois Lane, or when uh, like Jess. Oh, goes, Jess walks yeah. in the room. Yeah, yeah Jess walks in the room, and then she sees his eye like through the door. Which frame. Yeah. again is um, both scenes are just very effective. How conveniently but, is it though, like? When he kills the house mother with the hook, when he kills Margot Kidder's character with the unicorn, and when he the whole door scene, it's conveniently yeah. just that eye that's got the light on it. Nothing else. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I know how to look for the light. Yeah, and honestly, Billy is well experienced. But what I love too is how it's panning to the Christmas carolers and back into oh. the, the stabbing. That, that That's another highlight I wanted to talk about because I've always found with Christmas, especially like more vintage things about Christmas, there is uh, there's something about the Christmas holiday that you can turn innocence into into like something dark and yeah. something scary. And it always in this movie uh, does a 
beautiful example of turning, you know, one of the most beloved holidays into something so dark and sinister. And after seeing this movie, like, you know, I just, especially with anything vintage, like, look at a vintage Santa Claus and you'll never, like, look at Santa the same. Because they're the most fucking creepy things ever. And I just thought, like, adding the Christmas char uh, carolers while uh, Margaret Kidder's um, characters being stabbed was just a great combination of <laughs> darkness and yeah. Christmas, you know? It adds to the scariness, too, because, you know, like, like, there wasn't as much gore as y'all said, but it's like intercutting, like, a bunch of children's faces with Margot Kidder getting, like, stabbed. Yeah, and the effect That's is there. Really, yeah, that really hit me a hell of a lot more than I think if I just, you know, saw a bunch of, like, you know, blood splattered everywhere. Where, yeah, yeah, and that's that's another funny thing too. Is I like, I, it's it's been well known on this podcast that I love fucking gore, but yeah, this is one of those those cases uh, like Halloween, where the movie is effective enough to where you don't need it at all, and yeah. it's just and you get the same exact effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd even said it's very rare for me to watch a slasher movie, and it genuinely creep me out. Like, usually slashers are very, either, like, very cheesy and, like, you're just watching them for the body count. Yeah. Yeah. But, or they're just, you know, cut and dry. There's a, a random killer going around killing people. And then you get the really creepy ones, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for example. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this movie is one of the very few slasher movies that watching it I was genuinely creeped out, and I think it had a lot to do with how mi- the mystery that they made Billy and, like, the fucking creepy voice, the creepy eye. Like, they made him a very creepy fucking character. See, I didn't, I didn't think that it was that creepy. I thought he was close. No. I, I just feel like, like... Okay, but like, think of it this way. You're thinking of it as gross because he's calling and saying all this vulgar stuff, which a normal person, yes, that would be gross. But when you have an actual serial killer that has this fucking, like, disturbing fucking dialogue, it makes it a hell of a lot creepier. Absolutely. <laughs> just did. I, I, like, I mean, if you had... All right. You have me calling and making fucking pervy jokes to you. You have, like, fucking Ed Gein calling you making pervy jokes. Which one's gonna be creepier? And which one's just gonna be fucking... <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty creepy. Um, no, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> I married you for the money, honey. Um, <laughs> I didn't though. <laughs> we're poor. We're poor. Um, no, I I think that this movie is is really good. Um, I think that it was well made. Uh, I just don't think it's as creepy as I was expecting it to be because it's like a classic, you know. So as I, I had, I think I just had my expectations a little bit too high. So I think that it kind of let me down because this is like my favorite. Year for my favorite type like you know so I was like oh, I'm gonna love it and I just think that's what like me going in being like I'm gonna love it I was a lot more critical than I was expecting to be but I think it was pretty good it just wasn't like the creepiest movie I've ever seen I put it on in series like what year is this from and I was like 74 and she's like alright good 74, 75, and 76 are perfect <laughs> <laughs> Like, if it was 73, turn that shit off. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. But you guys want to get into ratings? Oh. Sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Jose. What you- yeah. Um, I was actually uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum from Sierra. I, uh, I actually don't really watch Slashers all that much. So I, walking into this, I really had very low expectations. And it actually really just uh, floored me. It was really, really good. Um, I'd give it... I'm giving it about like an eight, eight and a half out of ten. That's a good, that's a good rating. Cool. Uh, this movie to me is a fucking classic. It is dated so well, and is really just built one hell of a following. I really think Bob Clark knew what he had when he was making this movie, and there are just so many elements about this movie that make it creepy. And I don't want to say it's ruined the Christmas holiday for me, but it's definitely given me a darker look at the holiday. Uh, that's for sure. And I actually appreciate that, is seeing darkness in something that's so innocent like Christmas. Uh, I can't help but praise the shit of this film. I know when we were talking, doing the schedule and we were, we 
picked Black Christmas, I fucking was like, yes. <laughs> you know, I was so excited to talk about this movie because I'm obsessed about this movie almost as much as Halloween. And, you know, now you can see the parallel connections there. Uh, I got to give this movie a 10. I could fucking watch it. This movie is a must every December. It's like Halloween. I won't watch it until it's December. And usually, pre- preferably on a snowy, cold night is when I'm sitting down watching this movie. This movie is perfect to me. With some hot cocoa? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And the fire going. I just wanted to make sure that there was hot cocoa involved. Steve, oh, for sure. fucking scene for us. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, like like I said, you know, I was watching in the middle of a snowstorm last weekend, and yeah, we were honestly, the vibes... The couch with hot cocoa yeah. with a warm blanket. The fire was, was crackling. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, dude, this, the tone was so set for this fucking movie this year, and I, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> All right, Siri, tear it apart. I'm not going to tear it apart. I told you I liked it. <laughs> All right, what you got? Um, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a decent, like, no, I think it was better than decent, but it wasn't like, like, it's not a 10 for me. But, um, some highlights. Um, I like the unique kill with the unicorn. I thought that was fun. Um, I loved that they killed Peter. Like, that was, like, that was the best part of the movie when that fucker died. Um, I loved that they kind of, they were really edgy with some of the the plot. I I mean, all in all, it was all right. I think 7.6. I I really, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It was one of the better slashers I've seen. Um, like I said, the character of Billy was really well done, um... It was cool that they were able to make such a terrifying character without going into this deep plot of, like, who he is or why he's doing what he's doing. I'm glad that they left all that out and just made it this mystery. What if Billy does not agree with Horsey? I did have some complaints. Uh, there were some parts of the movie that I think moved a little slow. Just, I hated... <clears throat> how short the chase and everything was with Billy, and then it's just like, oh, well, he's still alive, he's still in the house. We don't know if Jess is gonna live. Here's the end of the movie. But it is creepy, especially that they have the phone ringing at the end, and that's how they left it off. I thought that that was cool. Um, It's like a pizza guy, I mean, like, we can't find your house. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I think I'd give it an 8.1. Okay. Yeah, can I ask you something real quick, though? Like, you know... Oh, um, you know, uh, the girl, like, gets killed with a bag at the beginning. Uh, yeah, Claire. Yeah, yeah, props for, like, them killing the, you know, the prim and proper girl first as opposed to most other ones. But, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the, um, you know her boyfriend, like, in the movie, you know, the guy that just, like, like yells at Nash a bit at the at the start and then doesn't show up yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I was reading on Wikipedia that um, the producers wanted it to be him that was the killer the whole time. Like, you know a lot about this movie. Is that true? You know, I've actually never looked into that, and I'm happy they didn't go with that. Yeah, so random. (laughs) I'm happy they didn't go with that. I love the ambiguity of uh, Billy's character, and you know what I mean? It just adds to the film, and it makes it more effective, in my opinion. So I'm happy. I did not know about that, but I'm always happy to find out new things, and I'm happy they actually didn't go with that choice. I feel like it would have not been as effective. Right, yeah, same here. That gives the movie an average of an 8.6. That's fair. Eric, nice. All right. guys. <laughs> I was going to say, Eric is not here to say that that's fair. Don't worry, I'll take it. I'll take the that's fair. We heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of St. Nicholas. 
so next we're going to talk about Krampus. It was released in 2015. Uh, it was directed by Michael Doherty, who directed and made Trick or Treat. He oh. must really love the holidays. Hey. Um, the movie follows a family who are all dicks to each other. So the little, kid, the little kid wishes they would go away, and then the Krampus comes and <coughs> starts taking them out one by one. But, like, I thought... He didn't say that he wished that they would go away. In his letter, he was like, I wish that they would help my aunt and uncle, and I wish, like, yeah, but then he tore my it parents up. would be happy, and I wish... Oh, the kid tore it up. Yeah, yeah it was the fact that he yeah. tore it up. Yeah. This is another movie, like, I honestly uh, I honestly walked into this movie wanting to hate it, and then... Uh, it's I fun. Turned- yeah, it's fun. I turned out not hating it. I, I actually pretty, I actually really liked it. it was, yeah, it was it's pretty really fun. I, I watched it last year. Um, Erica, we watched it last year. Erica bought it on uh, Blu-ray, and she's like, you guys have to watch this movie. It's so fucking good. And I had, like, zero intention of watching it. I was like, it looks like a cheesy fucking horror the comedy. The thing is that I think the way, the reason why Krampus gets away with, like, that cheesiness is that they, it really does kind of have, like, this Gremlins-esque feel, like, almost like... It's fun. It's anybody a fun could movie. watch it. Like, I wouldn't say that this is at all appropriate for children but like it kind of has like that fun childish whimsical feel to it Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's funny is this is my stepsister's first horror horror movie technically um i i got my uh parents permission and they were like yeah i think she's old enough because she just turned 10 so they're like you know i think she's old enough that she could watch krampus because i've always scared the little children throughout the years with krampus and like the whole lore because i love the lore of krampus i really do and uh like the rosendale street fest steven because i have not i have not gone but i need to go just to meet him because like again the lore of krampus is awesome and kids can be little shitheads so when they're acting up around thanksgiving dinner i'm the first one to be like you better fucking watch your ass before krampus gets you and then they Krampus, and I, and then I get the calls from my aunts and uncles. You know, so and so couldn't sleep tonight because of your fucking stories. <laughs> they're not stories; they're real. Exactly. <laughs> Dylan and I, well, I have an agreement that if we have it was a documentary about Krampus. <laughs> I, I love this movie, and I, you know what? It's really. I feel like I make it out to be a lot worse than it is. It's only PG thirteen. Like, there's not really a lot of like blood. There's really no blood or gore or anything. No, it's just violent. Really. Yeah, um, I think the issue with watching this with children is that it's <coughs> something that you don't want children to be scared of scary. Yeah, I guess. Like, you uh, don't want to ruin Christmas for children, except Steven. No, stepsister, she had a blast. She thought this movie was awesome. And like I said, there was, like, no blood. So I was like, we're good. A little bit of cursing, but nothing worse than what she probably hears in school nowadays. So Yeah, no, but this movie, what I like about it is it's, it's fun to watch, and it, it it has creepy aspects to it, especially like the uh, the toys and everything that were attacking. But um, I almost had the same feel watching this movie that I had watching the people under the stairs, where you like it's exciting, but it's not like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. It's like you're yeah. having fun, like you want to you want to see what happens next. So I, yeah. I got that feel from it. Um, I mean. The toys were really fucking creepy. I thought um, the pound thing was really. The, I love the Jack in the Box. Yeah. Did you yeah. notice uh, anything with the toys? Um, the way their mouths open. No, the toys that they chose to attack the family were. Um, I, I think it was like paying homage to demonic toys from nineteen. I was literally about to say that too. I was yeah. like, because they have you know the bear, I, the, they have the bear, the doll, the Jack. Box and the yep. yeah. You're okay. fucking totally right. You were. To- How did I not catch that? Ninety-two. Right away. That's a good year. <laughs> yeah. I was born in that year, guys. Nice. Demonic toys is awesome. Yeah. So I thought that that was cool how they did that, but yeah, they were really creepy and it. Like, I'm glad that they weren't like 100% CGI. I mean, obviously the gingerbread men were, but because how are you yeah. gonna fucking? Otherwise, you're gonna end up with a fucking Gary Busey gingerbread man. <laughs> oh. I watched that last night for the first time. Gary Holy shit. But yeah. First of all, I didn't know that he was in that movie. So when I found out, what, just watching it, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to watch it. Didn't look anything up about it. I knew it was a full moon entertainment feature. It was a Charles Band film. And, yeah. uh, like, just to see, I was like, holy shit. Gary <laughs> <Garibusy. laughs> 
yeah. No, I mean, they, they were really creepy, especially the fucking jack-in-the-box was, like, yes. so fucking weird. And the um, the elves were creepy, too. The masks were really cool. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I mean, all in all, it, it was fucking well done, I think. Yeah. Yeah, if I could get, like, a replica of the elf masks, uh, please, like, you know, hit me up or hit up Horror Haven, like, anywhere, because I kind of am low-key collecting masks here and there. Oh, nice. uh, my, yeah, my cousin Nick, he's a mask collector, and he kind of got me started after getting my first uh, official piece, which is a terror train piece. And, like, I, I seriously love those elf masks. They're awesome. So if anyone knows where I could get a replica, shout out, please. Sierra's looking it up now. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, hold on. But Thank you, Sierra. You're welcome. Um, yeah, no, like... like like you said, Jose. Like I went in with like low. You can buy it right from the Trick or Street Studios website. It's seventy nine ninety nine. Oh, all right. Shit. All right. Cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah, but like you said, Jose. Like I went in with like very low expectations, and I, I was, I was happy with it. I love that the cast of the movie is like normally like comedy actors like Adam Scott, uh, yeah. David Kochner, which I fucking hate David Kochner, and this movie did not do him any fucking more justice. <laughs> I, I can't fucking stand him as an actor True. at all. <laughs> I like him. The dad? The guy who played um, the uncle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the bald yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy from... Do you have, like, what... Sometimes, like, how my brother... <laughs> like, oh, God, shut The office made me hate him. Yeah, I forgot he was in the office. He's got office? bones, your mom. <laughs> yeah. What was his like, name in the on. office? Packer. Yep. Packer. <laughs> Fucking. Todd Packer, I believe. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I like that it was a comedic cast, and there were some laughs here and there, but overall, I would say it was more creepy than The mom funny. was the mom from United States. Yep. I love that show. Did you guys get a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation vibe yeah. from this? I was. When shows up, I was like, yo, this is so National Lampoon's Christmas right now. They, they even got, like, Uncle Howard and the uncle from National Lampoon's Vacation. They got the same hat, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they walk. Similar personalities, yeah. too. Like, really obnoxious, like, drunk oh, yeah. type oh, yeah. people. But I, I feel like this movie just ultimately paid homage to a lot of... I really like the ending. Yeah. The ending <laughs> okay, so talking about the ending, it was left open uh, intentionally, and there's been a lot of, like, theories that popped up about it. Um, Michael Doherty said that he left it open-ended purposely. Open-ended? Yeah, um... There, people have asked him if everybody actually died and they have to go through this hell where they have to relive Christmas Day over and over again, or if they were given a second chance and Krampus having them in the snow globe is just him like keeping an eye on them. So it's like it's supposed to be one or like you can interpret it either way. No, I think it's a small uh, one because you had to think about it. Is that um, they could see their neighbors' houses and if they were in the snow globe, they wouldn't have been able to. Oh yeah, that's right. So it doesn't make sense that it would be. Yeah, but you, know, you had a thing too. The Krampus made this whole fucking alternate world where he was killing. Too far. neighbors' houses. The Krampus doesn't have them. Fan theories. Maybe they were seeing houses from the other snow. Go make a YouTube account hey. if you want to talk like this. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Michael Doherty has gone out. He's like, I'm never going to tell you the ending of the movie. Um, because you know, it's not that much of a. They, they made a graphic novel about the uh, the movie, and I guess it expands on the end. And it in the graphic novel, it shows that the whole like they get the do over. It's a happy ending thing. Was the true ending to it? But as far as the movie goes, they, well, my thing is, is Krampus could come back at any point if they decided to start being. Well, that's, that was again. the whole thing of him be, having them in the snow globe. Is like it's him keeping an eye on them to make sure. Can I just say, like, the Krampus was so fucking cool, and like initially when I see him, I'm thinking it's gonna look like like a satanic goat of some sort. But then you see its face, and it's like a really old. Like, it's like what you would picture Santa Claus if Santa Claus had a horns and was, like, fucking rotten. And well, the thing is, is, like, that's not his real face. If you look closely, he's wearing a mask. Like, there's yeah. a real face behind there, and I thought that was fucking awesome. Like, that's I didn't catch it at first, because I, I saw that... to trick children into thinking he's Santa Claus. Probably. That could be. Because, like, I saw this movie in theaters when it came out, and I, I'm not, I was, like, really hyped for it. And I don't think I was let down. I just think, like, at the ending threw me off a bit. 
but definitely the second time around watching it, I, I, I definitely appreciate it way more. I think a big complaint that I had with it was they had so many characters throughout the whole movie, and then the last, like, five minutes of the movie, it just kills everybody, like, right away. Like, the fucking yeah. mom, the dad, the uh, cousins, they all just get pulled in the snow, and it was like, you could have, like, picked them off a little bit in the house here and there, like, they yeah. just held on to all these characters, and then they all just died at the end. Yeah. They were acting too smart for that. You know, because they weren't, they weren't, like, all purposely... They were, like, the one time one of them says, I'm going to go out alone with my shotgun, and he gets scared by snowmen, and then they barricade themselves inside. Like, they, Yeah, those fucking snowmen were so creepy. Yeah. Can I say something about the, the Krampus, though? Yeah. So, for, like, when when we first see him in, the mo- in like, on screen, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I could not be scared of him, because... I like okay. There was this uh, thing my coworkers and I did a couple years ago. We uh, we came up with this character called uh, Trash Santa, <laughs> um, and he, like who delivers trash to all, to all the kids, to all the boys and girls at Christmas. And um, I, for some odd reason, uh, and we gave him a voice too, so it's it's pretty funny. But like I kept thinking. Like that—that—that's trash Santa right there. It's like instead of like killing the whole family, he's just gonna go like, "Hi kids, I'm trash Santa. If your parents hated you like mine hate me, I'm gonna be visiting you this Christmas." <laughs> so like, I, he looked like he was just gonna deliver trash. <laughs> you know what I really loved? Please make us a thing, like. <laughs> yeah, make us a trash Santa film so we can review it. Like, we have a whole storyline for him. Like, he lives in the sewer, and, like, his reindeer are actually, like, giant mutated rats. And, uh, and I fucking love it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and I don't know, he's like, they're really friendly if you remember to feed them on time. <laughs> yeah, I really the German grandmother in this movie, um, because, like, Krampus is a German legend. It's Austrian. And, oh, it, I didn't know that. I thought it was, I totally thought it was German. I'm close. All right. Well, I did love the grandmother in this and that she was, you know, you know, just kind of, she was, you know, talking about the lore of Krampus and this and that. And it's funny because like she keeps the, the, the fireplace hot and, you know, to kind of keep them from coming down the chimney. And what was funny is watching this, um, with my sister, uh, my cousin Devin, and my stepsister Jasmine, Devin immediately after seeing that grabbed more wood for the fireplace. <laughs> and I, it was my stepsister caught me off. She's like, "What's the matter, Devin? You scared? Scared someone's gonna come down the fireplace?" He's like, "No, it's just it's getting a little." And I was like, "Dude, he's fucking terrified." Oh wait, is Devin, is Devin the kid that got scared of a uh, Black Christmas? Yeah. Please, like we want this. And I said, dude, I'm just warming you up right now, bro. Like this ain't nothing. Oh, nice. I love, uh, I love when it does give the grandma's backstory though. The animation that they do, it's, it's so very like cool. Tim Burton-y, like yeah. Yeah, this shit is awesome. It all in all, the movie's just really fucking well done. I think it's definitely underrated, for sure. I feel like a lot of people don't really give it a chance, which I'm glad that I. Yeah, I, I think did. that they made the right choices with it because I think that if they tried to go too serious, like the it would Krampus, have been cheesy. The yeah. Krampus character wouldn't have been able to be like it wouldn't come across right on film. I don't think uh, in like a serious horror film. And then I feel like the making it whimsical and childish made like gives it that leeway where like it doesn't have to be super scary. Like you don't have to judge it on that necessarily because. You can scare little kids with it, and that's kind of fun. Well, from what I got from from, uh, looking into it a little bit, they originally wanted to go for, like, a more violent, like, R-rated movie, and the studios wouldn't go for it because how much backlash from how much backlash yeah backlash Black Christmas and Silent Night Deadly Night got because there was like fucking people protesting the movies and shit like yes yeah, so Silent Night Deadly Night got pulled out of theaters in their holidays yeah so but they steal from other religions with how much backlash that they had with those movies a lot of studios were like yeah we really don't want to like attempt this because they didn't see it bringing in a big audience anyway so this, that's why they made it PG thirteen, so it would bring in more of an audience, and then finally Universal went for it. But oh, okay. 
I think it makes sense that Universal made this. The more you know, do do do. Um, isn't it weird that the aunt is kind of like the same character? Well, she's really similar to the house mother in Black Christmas. Yeah. Dang, well, in a sense, yeah. Yeah. The fucking chick. Wasn't isn't that the chick from Two and a Half Men? It is. Like their ma- their maid or whatever. <laughs> I've seen her in a bunch yeah. of shit. She was annoying. I would have been pretty pissed if she showed up in my house on Christmas, too. She's in that Adam Sandler movie, too. I don't remember what it 50 is. 51st Date? Uh, Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Deeds. Yeah, she owns the pizza place, Mr. Deeds. That's right. I love Yeah, her. I think I appreciated what uh, Michael uh, Daughtery was um, trying to do here. You know, he was paying homage to, like, a lot of, like, the Christmas classics on putting his own dark spin on it. You know, um, and I'm 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 kind of cool with it being PG-13. I definitely agree. Where as if this tried to be more violent, it probably would have been laughed at even more. Yeah. Whereas like he's like, you know what? I'm gonna have fun with this movie. So I feel like Christmas is so fucking commercialized now, and everything is just shoved down your throat with like buying the newest product. Where like to me, the holidays are about like family and just like good times. You know, well, nice too seeing that you know. The whole Krampus thing obviously had an effect on the family because going from the night before when they're all being shitty to each other to when they woke up the next morning and everybody was like happy getting to along. see each other, yeah, and getting um, along. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought think it was that a re- was kind of the whole point of the movie was to yeah. to, to take a step. Yeah. Like, the commercial. yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I think this, I think the ending was great. I think they did a great job showing you know the family got a second chance and they took it and it was it was a happy ending. Steven, you'd be super proud of us. We didn't buy a single Christmas gift this year. <laughs> No, you know, like... Well, okay, as a right. worker, I have to agree with that. I have to Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure you see the dirtiest shit around Chris, around the holidays with people. It, 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 gets, it gets pretty hairy sometimes. Uh, not, not nearly as bad at my store, but it can get pretty shitty. And we have to listen to Christmas music all the time. If I have to listen to Hey Santa one more time, I'm going to start. <laughs> See, I don't mind Christmas music around, like, Christmas par- parties, but when it's playing 24-7, that's a little much. But you know what I mean? Like, like my biggest gripe the, on real quick, and I'm not going to go on a long tangent, is like, all right, it's every year. It goes from October 31st of Halloween to fucking December 1st. Literally, it's just shoved right in your face, and I hate it. It's like, let the holidays come. Like, stop shoving it in my face, you know? I don't want to see Christmas commercials November 1st. I don't want to see Walmart decked out in Christmas everything the first week of November. Like, We're calling you out, Walmart! We're calling you out! It's all holidays, though, too. It's not just Christmas. I mean, down here, um, it was Halloween in August. Oh yeah, we get that in Virginia. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. I'm okay. But it's just like I. Yeah, 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 it's an exception. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't hate Christmas. Like my sister hates Christmas. She's like the fucking Grinch. But I see why she hates it in a sense. And these are the reasons why. And I love that Michael Daugherty like poked fun at this subject because I I feel like it's. People are so blind to it, you know? They're just such all about, like, consumerism and just buy, buy, and fuck the rest, you know? Yeah. I fucking I I... love Christmas. I don't like, like I, like, I don't do that, but I just like Christmas. I like decorating Christmas trees. I like Oh, yeah, when... The, I don't. When the time comes, oh, I'm all for dude, it. Dude, it's so beautiful, though. Yeah, what if after doing it's this whole... Funny. What if after doing this whole Christmas episode, El Jose's like, I'm Jewish? Fucking uh, <laughs> <dude, laughs> right. Movie. I mean, I can tell you why I don't like Christmas. I mean, it's also why I don't like a Christmas story. <laughs> <gasps> no, tell okay. us. All right. Did okay. you your eye out? Uh, uh, yes, uh, this <laughs> one's glad. No, um, no. So, okay, so here's what happened. Like, I just got really excited because I was about to relate to someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, no. But uh, no, so um, I stopped, uh, the way I stopped believing in Santa was is that my grandma one time. Uh, what are you talking about with stop believing in Santa? And why I don't like Christmas all that much is because she um she made me like uh, help her wrap presents on Christmas Eve till five in the morning, <laughs> and she made me do that since, since from when I was like twelve to when I was like nineteen, and we'd stay up till five in the morning and a Christmas story like you know how TBS does it for twenty four hours. Oh, that God, would be yeah. on the TV right there. If you start that movie like around me, I could probably keep up with the dialogue for at least half. 
terrible movie. I've seen it so many times. It's terrible. And that's why I don't like Christmas. <laughs> okay. See, I'm all about it. When the time is December, and write to Jose from Santa. It was fucking there. It was all oh, that's depressing. You have, you have your own too. <laughs> yeah. It's the next year, she was like, "Well, what do you want from Santa?" I was like, "Well, are you just trying to be mean? What?" <laughs> See, at least my parents gifts like. You know what I mean? Like, we all hide each other's gifts from each other and put them under the tree, like, last minute, you know? But, I like... pajama bottoms. That's all I get. I get pajama pants every year for Christmas from my mom. <laughs> That's it. You know, like, no. When the time is right to celebrate Christmas, it's awesome. And I'm all for it. Like, I love the classic claymation, you know, specials and all that shit. You're but, a like... guy, aren't you? No, I'm a snowmiser guy. I fucking love snowmiser. I, oh fuck yeah! All right, we're getting way off topic here. Christmas episode, so yeah. you know. I want to say one uh, something about the movie though. I like how um, the last like family member that Max has alive is the one that was like being really shitty to him like early on because uh-huh. it's kind of like you know ha- sort of hammers in like you know family really can be shitty but like times get tough you know kind of like like band together and whatnot. I also kind of liked how they weren't just all bickering during the situation <laughs> and stuff. Like they could have all just been like bitching at each other, but they were like, no, let's, you know, find a way to get out or barricade the windows and stuff. Let's do smart things. So I'm, I'm glad it kind of went against like stupid characters in horror movies when they just get killed all the time. And I mean, yeah. it, it did... I, I guess that could play into why they didn't die until the end of the movie because they were playing it smart for the majority of the movie. I'm out. <laughs> so gra- glad the grandma didn't die. I was worried about her. She did. She did. No, yeah. She, she had the confrontation with Krampus and he was like, I fucking came back for you. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying like she came back at the end, like she wasn't dead at the end. They all came back at the end. No, but I was, I don't They're all stuck. Yeah, no, she was all like, you're Krampusing my style. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying for like 30 hey. minutes to try and figure out how to make a joke like that. Like, <laughs> I was going to say. It's can impossible. You, like, can you start an Instagram for your dad jokes? I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> dad, dad buns. <laughs> dad Jose. <laughs> I'd follow you. All right. Yeah. You guys want to rate this movie? Sure. Yeah. What'd you got? Um, honestly, decent enough movie. Um, thought it was going to just be like a real gimmicky Christmas horror movie, but it was actually better. Um, not perfect, but also pretty dang good. So I'll give it like a 7.8. Cool. You know what? Second time around, I really enjoyed this more than seeing it in theaters. Um, I, I could appreciate it more, especially with Michael Daughter he was doing. Uh, I think I'm going to give this a solid eight. It's definitely going to be a watch every December now for me. Nice. nice. Sure. I'm going to give it a seven. I liked it. I liked Krampus. I'm going to teach my kids about him. It's going to be great. Good nice. job, whoever made this movie. I don't remember your name. Uh, that one guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Trick or treat guy. I love yeah, the guy with the treat too. Good job. So what'd you give it? A seven. Okay. Hang on. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I I watched it last year for Christmas. I watched it this year. I could see myself watching it every year. Um, I like that it was fun while being creepy at the same time. Uh, overall, I think it was really well done. I, I'd probably give it an eight. Okay. So that's going to be the 7.7. I said you got to do better than that in honor of Erica. That's fair! Don't ah. Ooh, that's sinking up a little too high. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me try one more time. That's fair. There you go. All right, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm so tired. <laughs> I've been it's up all good. It's been a long week. Oh, Jose, where can people find you? Um, so far they can still find me at, on Instagram and uh, and whatnot. So if you want to like, if you want to watch a kind of annoying dude watching bad horror movies, you know, hit me up. I most of the time wear a luchador mask and whatnot. It's pretty cool. It's the fucking best thing, honestly. I love the gimmick. 
<laughs> Thanks so much. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know how I came up with the gimmick, except that the mask showed up. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast, on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. Um, tune in next week for the episode I will be missing. Sierra, we'll be covering Rocky Horror Picture Show and Repo, the Genetic Opera. Yeah. Or musicals. So enjoy that. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the holiday season with your families. And yeah. Yeah. Don't get the Krampus coming to your house, guys. Just be thankful for what you got. Always. Right on. Yeah, and uh, you know, be sure to leave out. You know, be sure to leave out some rat treats for Trash Santa. <laughs> yeah, Trash Santa or coming next Christmas. For the normal Santa. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know, like, like, leave out something for everybody. What like, about trash cookies? Leave That's out, a, leave out a child for the Krampus tea. Leave out cookies for Santa and some trash for trash Santa. Yeah, <laughs> trash yeah, I need to Does feed he, like, the, the leftovers. Like, would he eat like Christmas dinner leftovers? I, I, like, I, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> Um, like, know, there's not enough character development. It's still, we, we had, it's still in the yeah. I was gonna say it's still in the works. Like, yeah, I mean, we had a joke where it was just like you don't know what it takes for me to get a bad to eat, but that sounds kind of sad. So, all right, have a good night. Good night. Yeah, and if you liked what you heard, please uh, rate, review, and uh, you know subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We uh, definitely love to hear everyone's feedback, and yeah. We need more reviews, so if you guys can just give us that feedback, it would be the best Christmas present for us. We love So happy holidays. And if you want to keep getting dad jokes, just put that in the review, too. Yes, that too. Vote for dad jokes.